Welcome to the Midlife CEO Podcast, where business coach and strategist Jeannie Spiro teaches you how to take your coaching business to six figures and beyond at Midlife. Join Jeannie and her guests as they reveal their best kept secrets to creating a thriving six or seven figure lifestyle based business. And now, Jeannie Spiro. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Midlife CEO Podcast. I love these interviews so much because it's almost like I get to go back in time and talk to all these amazing women that I've known for either a short time or a long time and and reconnect. And then I get to bring them on the show and they get to tell you everything that's going on in their lives. And today's guest is someone who I met probably over 10 years ago now. And we reconnected recently and she has pivoted a little bit in her business since the very first time I met her. I'm going to say a lot. Um, But today I am getting a chance to talk to Kim DeYoung, who is going to be talking about her work in choice. She has a book called The Book of Choice. And we're going to be talking about the book and everything related to choices. So before I let Kim talk, I'm going to introduce you uh, to her. She's a choice coach and the author of the book of choice and host of the podcast, The Voice of Choice. She is just absolutely amazing. She has been a renowned coach, entrepreneur, and author of this book. Um, For two decades, she's been coaching creative, visionary entrepreneurs, and she's helped countless individuals make meaningful choices to bring their ideas to fruition. Kim, thank you for being on the show today. I am so glad to be here with you, Jeannie. I love this. I love this, too. I think we were originally introduced through Donna Cravata, another amazing person that we both have in common, and Recently, I found out that you had connected with someone who's been a client of mine for some time. And I love this. We were talking a little bit about this um, recently that um, we just keep connecting more and more amazing entrepreneurs. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey, your entrepreneurial journey and um, many decades now, where did it all begin? You know, it's funny, as you said, my journey, my entrepreneurial journey, I'm remembering like, I never sought to be an entrepreneur. Like this was not a dream of mine. I didn't go to college thinking I'm going to do this. I, you know, like most people, I started out, you know, working corporately and, and loved working corporately. I loved my team. I loved what I did. I loved the paycheck. I, I loved the travel. Like I loved it until one day I was let go and I was let go in my early thirties. I was newly pregnant with my first child. We had just bought a home that needed two incomes to support. And initially I panicked and it was like, do I go back and get that big corporate job to sustain me and the house and all of the stuff or not? And I made a big choice. That was actually probably one of my key choices was the choice to not go back corporate and to find my way entrepreneurially. But even that, so now we're, we're like more than two decades out from that experience and it was not planned and what's interesting is the journey began my my background was in retail and the journey began 
with me choosing to create a line of maternity clothing. I had worked for the Gap, mm -hmm. for Banana, for great retailers, and there was a need for maternity clothing, for cool maternity clothing. And I started it on my own. So there I am in my home in the New York suburbs, and I've got women in the tri-state area coming to my home to shop. And I took all that I had learned in the retail space to create this clothing. And I was a woman's show. That was it. Where, where the transition happened for me was that the women who were shopping with me were women like me. They were women who were in their 30s at that time. They were, um, they loved work, but they were excited to be a mom and they didn't understand how there was going to be a balance. And I didn't know that. And I certainly didn't have role models for that. And I began thinking as I was dressing them in their maternity clothing, I thought, I really want to coach them more than I want to dress them. And so that sort of pivoted into me as the coach. And what's interesting is I began coaching the mom entrepreneur, but I slowly learned that the mom entrepreneur was not, at least for me, the way I was doing it. It wasn't a business in which she was, I wasn't making money from it. So yeah. yet one of, one of the best parts about that business was that I, I had to figure out everything related to running an online business. And this was, you know, again, back in the day, I knew nothing about websites or copywriting or sales funnels or e-commerce. I mean, none of it. And I just became a student and I didn't have the resources to hire a lot of people at that time. So I did a lot of it on my own and I learned and I tried and I learned and I tried. And one of the things that was very interesting as I realized that that entrepreneurial business specifically for mom entrepreneurs was not panning out was that someone I'd met in a mastermind group, she said, Kim, I've never seen anybody who gets as much done as you do. And that became kind of my next 10 year transition, me positioning myself as the get it done girl, the person who almost was the liaison between the coach who told you what to do in your business. And I became the person who showed you how, because what I was serving in the marketplace and having been in various coaching groups, I was seeing peers of mine come into these brilliant coaching groups with great coaches who said, you know, do this, do this, try this, try that. And they didn't know how, to, know how to do it. And they didn't necessarily have the tenacity that I did to figure it out. And I watched yeah. them flounder and I watched them feel frustrated with the coach and probably blame it on the coach. And it was really just, um, you know, they were the, the missing link. And I think I was the missing link of, let me show you how to do the things you want to do so you can get your brilliant ideas out of your head and into the marketplace. And Truly, that was the business that I had for more than 10 years. And it was when I got divorced, which is about 10 years ago, that I had that moment of, should I go get a real job? Like, should I mm -hmm. stop this? I was okay doing that business. It was lucrative, but it was that question of, should I go back? And, and I did go back for a bit. And in that stint of going back, the shift that happened was I was... I ended up going to work for one of the companies that I had actually learned from a decade prior. Okay. And I got to launch all of their products into the world at a very you know, big scale and learned incredible skills. So when I walked away from that a few years later, 
Now it was like, Kim, will you launch? Help, help me launch. I want to launch. Can you do that for me? And yes, while fun wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And I think at that point, and that's really the shift from then to now, I became really familiar with the concept of what does it mean to do work that is in our zone of excellence versus our zone mm-hmm. of genius. Yep. Clearly all of that get it done work was zone of excellence for me. I was very good at it. I was very valued. There was a need. I was well compensated. It was great. And I loved my clients, but I didn't actually wake up like, I can't wait to do this in the morning. Like I didn't have that feeling. And I am a purpose-driven person. And I, if I'm going to work on my own, I want to do something that really matters to me. And so thus the shift kind of into where I am now. And there's so much I want to dive into here because when I first met you, you were the get it done girl. But then I knew you were in in like working with people and launching and businesses with launching. And then I recall at one a particular point you started really dove into asking questions and you got very, very curious. And I, I can't remember exactly when it was. Maybe this was, was this five years ago at least? I mean, some, it, it's, it's, it's almost 10. It's, I know exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's been some time. And I remember you were asking a lot of questions and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. You're getting so curious. And I'm actually reading this book, it's called Radical Curiosity. And I don't know if you've heard it by um, Seth Goldenberg. And it talks about like asking questions, which I think is really great for this topic that we're gonna be talking about today. But like asking, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but basically like, we're not really asking some of the questions that really help us get to the answers that get open up the answers that we might be looking for or the path that we're looking for. Um, and a lot of us just keep asking questions, but, but it's not like, wait a minute, is this going anywhere? Like, is this is this the question that's leading me in the direction that maybe I really wanna go in? And whereas I see on where you are is you do get curious, you do ask questions. And one question leads to, it's almost like, this explosion that happens. Could you talk about what happened when you began to explore choice and the the curiosity factor around choices? Uh, and yeah. I hope I'm asking the question well, no, but like something happened in your brain maybe? And I'd love for you to talk about that. You phrased it really interestingly. Um, so back to our mutual connection, Donna Cravata. Mm-hmm. So it is about, 10 years ago that I first met Donna. And the reason that's important is that I met Donna at a, at a very pivotal point in my life when, um, and this, and my book opens with this story, so it's not a spoiler, but I made the choice the five minutes before meeting Donna to end my relationship with my mother. And Mm -hmm. in making that choice, I now showed up in an event where Donna was the person sitting next to me. And I shared at the event that that I had made this life-defining choice moments before arriving. And I was sitting in this personal quandary of like, who might I have been um, 
if my mom had loved me more, if I'd been more successful and all of these things. With that, my, I'm enveloped by Donna and she now hires me after a weekend of getting to know me and all the get it done launch stuff. She's like, I need you. I'm thinking, how do you need me? Like I'm a, a ball of mess. And anyway, that relationship with Donna was so pivotal because not only did I do that work for her, but that led me to do work for others. Anyway, at fast forward one year, and I was interviewed for something in which the question that was asked of me, I don't remember the question, but I vividly remember my answer, which was, what happens as we make choices and begin to take action and how does our life unfold? And I went back to that moment when I met Donna and I thought, what did unfold from going to that event to meeting Donna, et cetera, et cetera. And I now begin to capture this in a mind mapping software because I'm visual and it was just a fun way to do it. Upon creating that first map and sharing it with one friend, she's like, will you do that for me? That now sent me into a year long journey of exploring other people's choices. And what's fascinating for me to look back at this vantage point today is I had no process, nothing other than the deep curiosity of two people getting together and me saying to you, Jeannie, for example, would you like to explore a choice? And you and the 29 people that I asked would say, of course, why not? Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, I'm embarking on a journey of curious exploration of, you know, why did you make that choice? And the questions meandered. Again, at that time, in that year, zero process. I just, for me, it was an, ex it was an experience of deep, deep connection with whomever it was I was speaking with. It was an opportunity to listen very deeply without knowing what was going to come from the conversation but the whole time we were speaking i'm taking notes and i would then after our conversation make sense of the notes create a beautiful map for them which gave them a new vantage point with which to look at the choice that they had made and this now began my book writing process so it was after this year of all of these conversations that my book process begins to take place. And what's fascinating about your question is that I don't think I realized for a bit of time as I was writing my book that I was really writing a book that teaches people how to ask great questions. And it wasn't until I wrote the summary of my book that I said, I've taught you all of this brilliant stuff in this book, but what I've really taught you is how to ask great questions and how to listen really intently, both to yourself and to others. And that was kind of the magic. It is, I have goosebumps as you're talking about that because I think that there, I'm gonna just put the lens on this for a moment for business. And I know we're gonna talk about life as well when you're making choices for your business. There's a lot of doubt, um, you know, especially as we go into another phase of business growth or where we're trying to make a decision with something maybe offering something new or, you know, even like you were talking about earlier, like hiring a business coach or working in a mastermind or something, you know, things like that. It's like, you know, like, how do you ask the right questions about what's right for you? What's right for the path of your business? And by, by learning how to ask good questions, which I believe is what you're really telling us here, it, it's empowering. It, it, and you can be curious and as opposed to maybe 
worried or triggered or anxious. It's a little bit more like, what if I learn how to ask these questions to support my life choices? Maybe things can be pretty cool. <laughs> um, no doubt. And, and, but, and the other key is not only asking the questions, but truly listening to what your answers are. Like, oh, yeah. you have the truth for what is best for you. Like, it's so easy. We all do it. We talk to the guru, we talk to the coach, we do this and we all go external versus gather the information from others, do take it in and then make sure it comes through your personal filter. Like mm -hmm. what Which, it's like for you, you know, none of us, exactly. every woman listening to this podcast is someone who takes in information from many sources. We know that. Mm -hmm. Now, and none of us want to be cookie cutters. You know, I'm not looking at your business, her business. Like, that's what makes this all very interesting is when we figure out our way. And the only way to do that is to take in the information and then to get really, really clear, like, what is my path? How, what is my yes. What, how do I want to run this business? How, who do I really want to work with? Like, what is my business model? Like all of those questions that are so important, see what others are doing and then cherry pick, pick your Chinese menu it, you know, it's like, what is the right model for you that serves you, your life, all of the needs that you have? Well, and th this sort of goes back to in my business for a long period of time. I was like, okay, this was the step-by-step -step process. And this is what I was teaching for whatever it was. And it was like, this is the formula. And I was sort of guiding people to do things a certain way. As my business started to grow even more and more, I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, you might pick this strategy and this works for you, but it's all under the category of marketing or it's all under the category of sales but this path might be better for you because it supports you as opposed to what I used to really do was, okay, you're going to follow my process to speak to attract clients. And now I keep it a little bit more open because I want people to have the choice of what's going to work for them, um, which I think is ultimately what we're saying here is there is no one size fits all for some of what we're doing here. And it's really nice to see what's going to work for ourselves um, and staying open to the questions and asking and then hearing what comes back. I love that you do this work, Kim. Um, okay, so I have a, another question. So, um, you, okay, so we're really talking about choice and how choice, um, you know, for your life, and we're gonna talk about it with business as well. Um, and choices can be your guide or your teacher really is what you're telling us. Um, so. One of the questions that you you know that I really want to ask you is what might your life be like if you'd been um, making a choice differently? And I know you asked that question. Um, so what would your life be like if you were doing something differently? Can you talk to me about that? What is what do you mean by this? So are you asking me on a personal level or broader? Yes, broader for all broader. of us. So if we're thinking about this, um, what might your life look like? So do a lot of us, I mean, maybe you've been studying this with other people for such a long time. Do we question a lot? Like what my life would have looked yes. like? You know, I, I think it is so natural to, you know, if you look at choice, just at the simplest, you're either looking back at what you did or you're looking at what you have to do. 
So yeah. and when we look back at what we did, we either look back with pride or with regret. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of in a very broad way. Mm -hmm. And so the question becomes, if you're going to look back, which we all do, how can you learn from what you've done to support you for what you now want to do? So mm -hmm. what are the lessons? So what, one of my most um, kind of key statements in the book is that there are no wrong choices. Like what mm -hmm. if every choice that you have made is an opportunity for you to learn and grow and do something with? Now, now, and I'll just throw the personal parks. I'm sure many of the people Great. in this group are parents, potentially. Yes. How do you then apply that? Imagine as, as you're parenting your child, knowing as they're now stepping into the world, making their choices, how do we take a step back as the parent that it's their journey? Like they've mm -hmm. got to make the choices. They've got to do things that may not be the perfect. I mean, there is no perfect choice, but they've got to do that because that is their path. And I'm sure mm -hmm. as you look back on your life, you can recall like, you know, I didn't have mentorship at that moment. And I, I went down that path and maybe if I'd had guidance, I would have gone somewhere different or I was stressed and I made a choice out of stress. Or, you know, we think about the different reasons that we may make a choice. We might feel pushed from others, we might feel pressure in some way versus the distinction of making a choice when you have spaciousness and like you're in control of what it is you're doing. So I think there's just so much to learn from how you have done it to say, I loved how I did this. I don't love how I did that. How do I now bring that forth? So I've, I've heard some people say to me at times, oh, I think I made the wrong decision or the wrong choice. And then they will beat, beat themselves up about it. Like, oh, it could have gone a different direction had I not made this decision or made this choice this way. And you look at it a little bit differently. I do. I mean, look, I mean, let's just, I'm a divorced woman. Should I say mm -hmm. that I made the wrong choice to get married? I don't want to, I don't actually believe that. I made that, I made the best choice I could then with a man I deeply loved then that I just very much thought was the right partner that we had three children with. There was a lot of beauty. It didn't yeah. work out. I didn't make the wrong choice in marrying him. I actually made the right choice in divorcing him because X amount of years later, we had grown. So yeah. it's really a way to look at it. Um, you know, I can look back at many of my past jobs that I've taken. Some work that didn't were the ones that worked were they bad choices? They likely led to the next thing that I landed in. You know, I've had mm -hmm. many conversations where, you know, someone had one in particular that I'm thinking of, a man who'd been fired. He had a bad interaction with a boss, for example. And for, for months, he sat in this, like, that job sucks. That woman is awful. Until he began to do the work that he needed to do to understand the root of why he'd been fired, that he had some internal junk going on and he needed to clean it up. Yeah. And in the cleaning yeah. of it up, a new opportunity presented itself. So was the job bad or was the job an opportunity for him to learn something about himself to grow? I mean, it's it's really perspective and there's no doubt, I'm a glass half full, so I'm always gonna, I can, yeah. I can, uh, I can find the rainbow anywhere. Um, <laughs> there's truth to that, but I think there is an opportunity to say, where did you learn in that, in that? Yes. 
So, okay, let's, I want to pivot over to this when you've done, I don't even know how many maps, um, how many in the span of all the years you've been doing this, um, they probably go in every different direction, but like what happens when you have gone through the process? So you start with, could you just talk about this, Kim? So you start with a, a question about a choice that you made. Is that what it's typically as happens? As, so if you and I were together and you, and, and so the, the first step would be, do I choose to look backward at a choice I did make, or am I looking to a choice I would like to make? So once you make that choice, then we begin get real clarity okay. on what is the choice. And, I, and I'm uh, you know, very particular in coming up with that language. And, and so let's even, I'll use myself as an example. I made the choice last summer that I chose to step away from zone of excellence work, to step into my mm -hmm. zone of genius. That was a big choice. I walked away from, yeah. from paying clients mm -hmm. to step into this work that I'm doing. So yep. as I would now be working with someone in that case of like, okay, now we've nailed what the choice is, there are a series of questions that I always ask that I teach in the book. Now, of course, I digress from them because I let my intuition take over, but at the root, it's why does the choice matter to you? That's always got to be the question to get grounded in why does it matter? Because if it doesn't, why bother? Then once you know why it matters, it's important to understand what could block you. Get really, really understand the fears, the limiting beliefs. And then as you spend time on that, sometimes you, you see this experience of like, you say things that are kind of robotic. Oh, that's not really a fear. Like that's an old fear. That's not really going to hold me back. But, but so you dot, we get the clarity and through a lot of conversation, I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it, I'm sort of unearthing what not, might not be top of mind for the client. And then what's so important is after we've discussed what could hold them back, it's like, okay, what gets you excited? Like what's possible from that choice? And this is where there's, I, I see this visually. It's like the, the possibility pulls you into the forward, fears hold you in the past. And at some yes. point, what is possible is thrilling enough can you conquer the fears? Can you, whether or not they go away, can you push yourself through them? And then finally, what are the actions you're going to take regarding the choice? So the get it done girl had to slip mm -hmm. her way in somewhere. But <laughs> you know, yeah. the truth is okay. like, you still, you have to take action. But here's right. thing. here is something so key that I really love this point. I, I happen to not be a goals oriented person. I'm not that mm -hmm. person that's with like millions of like where I'm going to be in five years. But what I love about a choice different than a goal is it is a springboard to start. So mm -hmm. the choice, mm -hmm. start the process. You don't necessarily have to know exactly where it's going, but it's, it is momentum infusing and generating just because I stated this choice and I'm now taking action on it. And now this magical world of like, okay, there are things that are going to happen because you in the masculine energy took, took steps but there's also this beautiful unfolding and synchronistic, yeah. um, all, all the things that happen because we took, because we took momentum and, and action and people that we meet opportunities that present themselves. I mean, so there's something pretty special and I'm capturing all of that as I'm living in my choice. And I was just having a beautiful conversation with a new friend who is about to step into a very big job and she's very, very scared of it. 
She's not 100% sure that it is the right job. Um, yet I posed the question to her. I said, are you ready to say no to the job? She said, no, I can't. I'm not choosing to say no. I said, so, okay, so you're choosing to say yes, like own that. Mm -hmm. And she still has the fears. And I said, you know that if you give this one year, you will be somewhere different than you are today. You will have met people, mm -hmm. you will have learned things, you will have thought of things like you will not be who you are today. So that in itself is exciting and to pay attention to that. So there's so many interesting ways to look at choices. And I don't say there's, there's no similarity in how I do it with clients, but you know, it's always this delving into questions and unearthing and continuing to go deeper and deeper with the belief, as we all know, with, um, as coaches that our clients have the answer. It's just yeah. our, it's our job as the coach to ask the good quality questions to help them to get there. And that's such a brilliant process, Kim, um, you know, because I, on the business side, I, like, I really look at it too. Like, there are many strategies that clients can choose and then, you know, and what lines up for them and they are making choices. So we'll just take for an example, I've had clients who've said, I would love to have a live event. And I'm like, why do you want to have a live event? <laughs> right? Like, it's just, a, it's a basic question, right? Because I've seen other people do it and I'll say, oh, are you sure this is what you want to do? So like, I probably am asking questions to get them to a point to make a decision, but I'm not really following all of the threads and what would happen if you went this way or that way. I'm not really going that way, all that far with it, but um, I know this, that what happens sometimes on the business side is that we just kind of, we just make these unconscious decisions in a, in a, in a choice that we make. And then we just keep going and going. And what I love about what you're doing is you're, 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 you know, you're asking the question and then you're helping that it's like a personal transformation process is going through it. The, the additional questions are helping them almost look deeper than what typically happens in coaching, I think. And I really like this because it's like, okay, good. So I, in my mind, I'm kind of like, okay, so we got here now. Okay, cool. What happens here? All right, cool. Yes, no, yes, no. Like that's sort of how in my mind it's going through it. And, but then you're stopping, maybe if I'm correct in this, you're kind of stopping and asking more questions and helping people work through things as you're coaching through it to sort of move them to, to where they are comfortable with their decisions. I don't, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like you're you know, not really necessarily. One thing you said that I, that I realized that I, I do in the listening process is I'm listening for their stories. You know, okay. as we're having the conversation, we all have our junk and our stories that we tell so robotically of, you know, what we're scared of. And a lot of the time I call bullshit on the stories, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing it and it's kind of like, you know, they get a little wake up call. Like, what, what, what did you say to me? <laughs> you know, and yeah. that causes them to say, wait, you're right. Maybe, maybe that isn't a true story. Maybe I am not really held back by that or whatever it may be. And, and one of the most fun parts of the experience is, is the possibility piece because anybody, I mean, we all need somebody on the outside to support us, to think bigger for us than we can for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I get that lens 
with them to say, you know, what is possible from this thing that you want? Let's dream bigger. Not that you're going to hit it all, but like there's something pretty exciting about when you see the possibility. And then it gets really hard to not take the action. You're like, how could I not take mm -hmm. action on this thing that's so exciting that I'm seeing? And I've got to do the work to let go of the fears. You know, it's it it kind of is a puzzle that just all works together. I love it. Okay, so what would you like to see people like the book is getting released? What would you like people to to think? I've got this amazing book, the book of choice. What do you want to have happen as your readers read the book and they start thinking about choices in a different way? That is my most favorite question I've been asked, which is um, I want them to raise their level of consciousness about the choices they make. We all make, I mean, statistically 35,000 choices a day from like the most mundane to the more involved. And I want people to bring a greater thoughtfulness. I mean, you, you said something a moment ago, like even in a business, there are times, you know, we're not paying attention. Like imagine the life that you could live if you're not paying attention to your choice, it's kind of just happening. You're not in control. It's it's happening to you versus what happens when you bring this conscious thought to making your personal, your professional, your relationship choices. Now, imagine us as women midlife reading this or reading this book and imagine us sharing it with the next generation who this is like a whole new world to them. So I've had the luxury, my kids are, my three children are in their early twenties right now. So they've been with me through their teens in this and they speak this language of choice as I was developing a vocabulary and all of these things, this is now kind of what they do. And now I'm watching their friends talk about it. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I just wanna get my hands on the younger generation to, give them these tools to be thoughtful as they're stepping into making these choices for the first time. So I guess what's so interesting, and I was sharing with you as I've had the opportunity to read the book now in book form and imagine myself as a reader reading it for the first time, I'm thinking, I hope these concepts land with them. I hope that, you know, and I even say in the intro, I'm like, just read it once through just take it in. Don't do anything. I've got a million exercises. Don't do one of them. Just read it. Let it sit with you and then figure which part of the book you need to go to for you, for where you are now. But like, just take it in because it's a lot of new concepts that I think are really impactful. Kim, I love that you're saying it's a new language a new, or a new vocabulary. Um, wow, look what you created. Like, it all started because of one action, right? Like, if you think about it, you decided to tell Donna <laughs> about the decision that you made and things began to unfold and unfold. I, I mean, I love that this is, I love that this is possible for us as opposed to we have to live on with regrets around decisions, that we have an opportunity to be empowered around our choices that we make. Um, I mean, I've, I've said this, I don't even know how many times in business. I think one of the reasons why I've been in business as long as I have is that I do make decisions and I think I've gotten really good at that. 
could I make decisions that line up with me more? Like maybe that's my advanced level, uh, right? Like, oh, what's possible for me if I start thinking about decisions in a different way? Like I like, like maybe I'm like the advanced student at that point. I think that that's really kind of cool because I want to be in personal development and business development because I see myself continuing to to thrive. Um, Okay. So my next question for you with regard to your choices and what you're doing in business at this point is if you had a choice to be able to do a TED talk or write another book, what would you want to do right now? What would your choice be? I think the choice at for the moment is the TED talk. Um, mm. Okay. And both both are on the horizon. I mean, I've already nice. I've, I've got the framework for a talk, um, and and I also have notes for the next book. And I love it. Um, so, what what's interesting about your question is I can work on both, and mm-hmm. you know both both are potentialities. Like, and in truth, right now as there's so much to do to get the book, the message out, I'm pretty conscious that both are on hold at the moment, but both yeah. live in the recesses of my thoughts, knowing that I want them. But I would say TED Talk makes the most sense for now. I love it. I, well, because Kim, I asked that question because I could see you do both. Like I could expand, I could see you expand in different directions. And so then at some point you may ask yourself another question about the path for one versus the other and the timing of them, right? Um, so, okay, now another question. So what would you say was, is one of the most interesting types of maps that you've ever done? The, the choice maps that you've done? Wow. Um, I would say early on, this was probably one of my earlier, earlier maps. It was a woman I had just met her did not know her, but was very, very drawn to her. And when I said to her, what choice would you like to explore, knowing nothing of her background, she said, I want to explore my choice to leave a cult. Mm. And again, new to the process, but not new to being a kind human who knows how to interact. I just began to ask her questions. And what I found in this particular circumstance was I only needed to ask one question, which opened up the floodgates for her to have a safe space to speak. And so unlike every other um, map where it's much more of a back and forth dialogue in this experience, I realized that what I needed to do more was to hold space for her. Mm. And, And what came out of that and I learned of this subsequently, the healing that she received in sharing the totality of a story that she had never shared in the depth and um, space that she had shared with me opened up an opportunity for her to go begin and do the healing that she needed to really do to move forward. I mean, that was exquisite. And, And I also felt incredibly blessed. I thought, this is a woman I don't know who, felt comfortable with me to so go there in in the most vulnerable way. And um, I I didn't take that lightly. 
that was yeah. that was a really big I, I felt what was happening between the two of us as humans and that was kind of extraordinary extraordinary like Kim you get to work with people in so many different ways in your work and and talk a little bit more about how you are working with individuals and the book and what is going on in your business because I love exploring and talking about different business models that the everyone that that comes on the show like how, how are you serving clients and working with individuals um, through your work at this time you know and I what's on the horizon for you <laughs> You know, at the moment, and I don't know that this is what will be in a year, but at the moment, my most favorite thing to do is still to work one-on-one -on -one and in group. Okay. So I do, I do still do the one-on-one, -on -one, the deep intensive maps, look back, look forward, love doing that. What has evolved in this time, which is sort of just something that is so much fun for me to do, is I have begun using the skills of the map and my skills of inquiry to work with thought leaders who Excellent. want to write a book and want to create a course and want to do a talk. And they know that brilliance is in their brain, but they cannot get it out. And so in a similar experience to what I do in the mapping, I pull it out of them and I make sense of it. And the get it done girl shows up to not only create a beautiful map, but a clear outline for the person who is now writing a book to have the clarity of like, oh, here are my chapters and my stories and my lessons. And this is why, and this is where people are going. And because I'm a marketer and a launch person, I'm thinking of those next steps of where's the person going after they've read your book or listened to your talk? Like, what do you imagine for them? So we're thinking through all of that. So that is glorious. Um, and I'm also in the process as the book comes out, knowing that there will be people who want more of choice and more conversation, but they're not necessarily at the place to invest in one-on-one -on -one coaching. So having some lower ticket offerings and community okay. opportunities for people and lower ticket classes and you know all of that kind of stuff. I really want this work to be accessible to many. I am also looking to bring it into universities. And to bring this work, I'm, I'm reaching out to some right now of how do I, how do we engage college students, post-college students, young, young emerging adults in this conversation? How do we bring this to them? It's so important, um, you know, as a parent of 20-somethings, um, you know, when they, I, I, two different experiences entirely. You know, one had a lot of clarity around what they were studying in school. One didn't have a lot of clarity. Uh, one took a little bit of a longer path to complete school. One, you know, very short, determined, knew what was going to happen, graduated. And still, what I found on the opposite side was this inquiry of, wait a minute, what direction am I really going to, going to go in now that I've completed school? And, um, and I like ha watching them on the other side of it and seeing where they are. Um, those were some really challenging times for, you know, like to get out of school and not have like, this is my definitive career. Um, and then to like not know, but then like, I have all of these possibilities and all of these choices. And how do I narrow it down? I, as a mom, I remember thinking, geez, I don't even know how I would narrow it down if I were in your shoes at this time. 
because I felt like I had the advantage of when I started my business of years and years of knowing what I didn't want to do anymore. And all of this, like of what I'm excited about and what I couldn't wait to do. And so it's easier for me to narrow it down. So I can see your work being so supportive to younger people who are like, maybe I don't want to take that path. And what would be a direction I want to go in? And what would happen if, and as opposed to, you have to follow the step-by-step-by-step process. Um, how liberating that. I'd love to see you being able to bring your work to young people. You know, you're, you're making me think of a, a very important story. And it's, it's, a, it's a recent story. I, my middle son is 23 and I was with um, some of his friends who I've become close with in this process. And I'm, I'm fortunate that they all open up to me about their big choices. And one of them had brought me in about two years ago as he had just graduated and was making the choice of, did he go to a startup? which was exciting, but very low paying, or did he do something else, which was higher paying? And, and he ultimately made the choice at that time to go for the startup. Now he's two years out and he's seeing his friends make more money than him have kind of, you know, more lush jobs. And he came to me recently and he said, I'm feeling like a loser. And I said, wait a minute. I said, let's take a step back. Like, there's nothing about you that's a loser. You, you made a conscious choice two years ago to go down this road. Today, if that choice doesn't serve you, you can make another choice. You're just as bright as your friends. You could go down the service industry road and make more money if that's what you choose. You could choose to stay with your startup job and do a side hustle if money is the real concern. Like there are many other choices, but caution yourself from putting the label on if I'm a loser. You made a particular choice. And, and he was very conscious at 21 of why he was doing what he was doing. So that's very impactful. And again, I think again, because of this vocabulary and just my comfort of speaking about this for so long and supporting my kids to navigate it, it's kind of how, how to support the youth, the, the emerging adult is really the word that I love so much for them as they are finding their way. And again, just make all we can do, all any of us can really do is make the best choice at the moment with what we have at the moment. I love this, Kim. I, I love it. I love it because I know probably a lot of our listeners, um, you know, we are at this point of making a really big decision um, of how much energy do we want to put into our growing business or a business at midlife? Um, where do we want to go in the future? And I actually get this question quite a bit, like what will happen when I decide not to do it anymore? Or should I work this hard at this point? And so there's all these questions that come up because most of the, most of the clients that I've had uh, that I've worked with over the years have done something for a period of time. Um, and I sort of reframe it like what's possible for this next phase of life. And I'm noticing for you, you've had several incredible chapters already, and I don't know what's possible for you next, but it sounds like the world is your oyster, Kim, and um, you're going, you know, you're, you're, you're just expanding this throughout multiple generations, and I'm so happy to have you on the show to talk about this today. Thank you. It's, it's, it's wonderful to speak about, and it's, um, it's, it's beautiful to be engaged in this conversation. So thank you. Okay.
Good, good. Well, um, everyone's going to be able to get access to your book and they're going to know um, it's called The Book of Choice and you have a podcast as well. So where can people find more about you? I know um, you're obviously we're going to put the show notes in um, kimdeyoung.com and where else can they find you on the web? Instagram. I, I am the most active on Instagram and I've really, I'm using that as a vehicle to share a lot of content. I am astounded at how much content I have in my brain that needs to be out there. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying sharing it in that vehicle more than any other. So, and you have a particular gift um, at choicequestions.com. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that too? Yeah, yeah. I find, um, you know, speaking of questions as we have been, this is a, this um, specific gift is are the five questions to ask yourself as you're making a choice. So it's a lot of what we spoke about and I go more into depth and to just try it on you know, experiment, think of, you know, start with a baby step, think of a, a random choice you're making and then grab the, um, grab the guide and work through the questions yourself. Great. You can choose it with business, with life, relationship, like career, like all sorts of things, right? So you yeah. can start with anything. That's awesome, Kim. Kim, yeah. this was so nice to have you on the show and to do this and to talk about this today. Um, I'm, I'm going to encourage everyone to go and like, listen to this again, because I think that what I really love about this episode in particular is that we can ask really good questions and we can learn so much uh, from the choices that we're making. And 35,000 decisions in a day or choices that have to be made in a day, um, that's a lot. So learning how to ask great questions <laughs> is a really good thing to learn how to do. So I'm excited you have so many different ways of supporting people. Um, so thank you again, Kim, for being here. You're so welcome. I love the genie. Thank you. All right, everybody listening today, thank you so much for joining us again. If you're looking for more support with your business growth, one over to geniespiro.com. And if you are looking to figure out how to find more people to know about you online, I have a good resource called the Ultimate Speaking Lead Generation Starter Guide that helps you attract more clients through speaking. And you can do this really well online. So just go on over to geniusviral.com forward slash guide to get your guide. Okay, we'll see you for another episode very soon. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again, Kim. We'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Midlife CEO Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.